Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm seen to the left of the fantastic Glenn Stansberry. Whoa. Brian. High praise. My goodness. High wow. praise. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking about my adjectives uh, recently, and uh, I just, I was like, you know, what, 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 what adjective could I use to describe Glenn Stansberry that I haven't probably <laughs> done before? <laughs> wow. And there, and there we go. It just I'm, came out. I'm overcome, Brian. It, it just came out. You know, it's. I don't know. You can't. You can't put it back in. The genie's out of the bottle. That's right. Um. Well. So yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Brian. That's. Yeah. And I do think you're fantastic. This is more than I bargained for. Uh, we we could we could spend the whole episode talking about <laughs> talking about this, but we're not going to. Ooh. Um. Well. Speaking of fantastic. We're co-founders of a fantastic site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a little piece of heaven on an otherwise rocky road. Mm. A, a, uh, an ocean of uh, bad things are out there on the internet. And Gentleman is like a oasis in the middle of them. Um, it provides knowledge. It provides laughs. It provides uh, heartfelt feelings. Comfort. About, yeah, comfort. Uh, there's a lot of things that Gentleman provides. And we would highly recommend that if you're listening to this podcast, which, you know, uh, you're obviously doing. <laughs> you're the you're the 1%. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> that you should go to, you should go to Gentleman.com. You should check that out. Mm. And uh, once you've done that, uh, you can head over to podcast.gentleman.com where we're going to link up the things that we're going to talk about on this episode. And uh, you're going to see some previous drinks and beers that we've rated in the past and uh, lots of other fun stuff. Mm. And uh, once you do that, you're probably going to want to get a hold of us, me and Glenn. Um, hmm. It's a guaranteed, you know, it's something that has to happen. You're going to have to get a hold of us. <laughs> And we get that. We, we totally understand that. And that's why we've set up a couple of things. First of all, P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where you can send us a letter to the gentleman mailbag, and me and Glenn will take it. We will read it. We will put it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is the hall of fame. And then we're going to respond to you, both on the gentleman podcast and also in the form of a letter back to you with maybe something else. Uh, additionally in return um, this is just something we do that's how we do things that's who we are Brian that's who we are and um, alternatively if you can't do that if you can't do the P.O. Box 442305 Lawrence Kansas 604 we have a situation in place for you to get in touch with us and this is an email address an electronic mail address we're, right. we're cutting mm. edge Yeah, we're right on the edge of technology and so we have found a way to set up an email address at howdoyougentleman.com. Mm-hmm. This will, apparently, we've never tested this out, but apparently you can send us a message and mm-hmm. we'll immediately get it. Mm-hmm. And then we will respond to it. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how this all works. I'm I'm a, I'm a complete internet. Right. We're simple cavemen. Yeah. We, we don't know how this works. <laughs> but apparently you can send us a message and we'll get get it there immediately and then be able to respond to it in some way i had brian this is crazy i the other day um i had like a, a like my 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 pants kind of buzzed a little bit mm-hmm. and i reached in and i pulled out my phone and there was an email on it wow it was crazy wow i don't know how so you could be where were you at i was outside i wasn't even inside so you were just somewhere yeah and it, you got an email it was like it was a call but it was in a message a message form on my phone wow it's crazy uh these are stranger times stranger That's times They're stranger <laughs> things stranger things these are strange these times. are stranger things yeah <laughs> that's uh, true okay well um i'm sure you know our audience probably understands how <clears throat> internet uh electronic messaging works yeah yeah although we, it is, escapes us but either way well you can get in touch with the gentleman podcast in a lot of different ways uh, please do so. Yes. At your leisure. Mm. Um, Glenn, let's move on to the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Well, Brian, I'm glad we're doing that. Uh, 
Speaking of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, we have a beer here that is not the normal fare okay. for us. Okay. It is called the Left Hand Brewing Company Push Pop Party. And <clears throat> I could try to describe to you what this beer is all about, but instead I'd like to go to the Left Hand Brewing Company. <clears throat> instead, I'd like to go to the Left Hand Brewing Company website and just read a little bit. Of course. Okay. This seems like a logical thing to do. Remember when an ice cream truck would sing through your street and your mouth would instantly start to water? Uh. <laughs> You'd race out the front door with your eye in the prize, and you couldn't wait to burst open the ice cream. Mm. Surprise. Well, we captured that moment and brewed it for you. Now you can indulge in a push-pop party nitro. Okay. A hazy citrus ale that ignites childlike joy. With notes of orange and lime, a hint of sweetness, and a silky smooth finish, you can pop this nitro party and decide to never grow up. Okay. Interesting. So... I'm excited to try this. Um, I I don't even know what to say about that. We actually, we actually, uh, as fate would have it, got to sample a little bit of the aroma of the beer as one of the the cans had exploded in this case. Yes. Um, so I think at the liquor store I went to, uh, I don't know, maybe they had some holiday hours, some extra helping, and uh, they got a little careless and ran over one of the cases, which is I think what happened with ours. So I think there's tire marks in the can. Um, I might ask for a refund. <clears throat> but well, as well you should. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, tell me about some of the aspects of this beer. Right, this right. is what we need to know. All right, Brian, you're right. Uh, the style is a hazy citrus ale. The color is golden. The body is full. The ABV is 5.4%. Okay. So fine. pretty low. Yeah. 11 IBUs, low IBUs. Mm-hmm. We're all about that. Um, the malt is two-row and cariform. Okay, that's what I was really... Carafoam, excuse me. Oh, okay, Carafoam, not Carafoam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. And the hops are CTZ. Okay, uh, CTZ, yep. Not yep. CBD, yep. Not, not... CBD, um, not XYZ. Right. It's and, CZD. And then on the other category, there's lactose, mandarin oranges, and limes. So. Oh, okay. 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 <coughs> and uh, what was the price on this? Uh? The price was eight ninety nine for four tall boys. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so kind of a little oh, bit... Price, little, pricier oh boy oh boy man i feel like one of the cans just about landed in my lap there i don't know what happened exactly with this <laughs> really taking the <laughs> brian open this one there we go <laughs> i got it you're gonna impale to yourself manually wow insert finger here yeah all right um oh that is foamy is yours this foamy i think something happened to mine we're not off to a good start. Okay, this this seems to be a problem. Actually, look at mine. Mine's the exact opposite of yours. Okay, I can't. This is this must be. Okay. This, this must be messed up. I'm gonna go. Okay. Well, mine is not. It's got plenty of. I mean, this is a nitro, so. This has been destroyed. Okay. Well, we're down to two cans. Yeah, that's pretty hefty on the foam. But that means it's been pressurized, right? That's right. So. It's nitroed. Well, we're down to two cans, Brian. Whoa! Yeah. That's what mine sounded like, so... Okay. I didn't get that sound on... <laughs> you got just... Okay. Yeah, this flat. is... Flat. <clears throat> hmm. I'm smelling this. I'm imagining it's like an orange sickle. But... You know what I used to love? What? Is, uh... Um, Dairy Queen had some kind of a... I'm just now remembering this. This is like a orange Julius. No, it wasn't an orange Julius. It was like some kind of like popsicle thing, but it was like cream and uh, cream and like popsicle-y kind of thing. A creamsicle? Something like that. A dilly bar. Oh, maybe. Yeah. A dilly bar. Uh, it was round. I don't remember. I'm not sure, but there's just something in the back of my mind that was like when I went to. Ooh. When I went to Dairy Queen as a kid, it was a. That was what I got. That was your go-to. Time, but I can't remember what it is now. But anyway, the point is that's what. So this reminds. Okay, uh, cheers. <laughs> this reminds you of Dairy Queen. That's it. That's actually. I have no idea what. I'm, I gotta take another drink of this. Okay. I kind of like that. Wait, it is. It is. It is creamy, and it's really creamy. It's yeah. weird. 
Mmm. Wow. Okay. It's like creamy and um, <clears throat> almost tastes of... <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's got a weird aftertaste to it. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, yeah, okay. it, it's hanging around. Yeah, there's some kind of strange effort. Maybe it is CBD. CBD. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, <laughs> Ooh. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Whoa. Let's get down to business. Now, mm. Glenn, we mm. are co-creators, in addition to gentlemen. Mm. Right to a little thing we like to call the MTS computer, the mustache twist scale computer. This computer will input, we will input or ingress, as you will, um, various properties of this drink. And then it will print out a very detailed report, which we will summarize in the form of an MTS uh, score for this beer. Uh, so if you'd be so kind as to rattle off some facts about this beer, I will type them into the okay. MTS computer, and then we will be able to report the official, scientifical, empirical, unbelievably accurate score from the MTS computer. All right, Brian. I'll do my best here. Um, this is a seasonal beer. Okay. A hazy citrus ale. The color's golden. The body is full. Yep. Okay. The ABV right. is 5.4. 5.4. Okay. The yep. IBUs are 11. Yep. It's a four-pack, but you can also get it in kegs. Right. The malt is two row and carafoam. This is good. Yes. And the hops are CBD. Okay. No, CTZ. C- <laughs> CBD. Oh, uh, let me let me delete that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, uh, my, my mistake. CTZ. Yep. Okay. And then the other category, there's lactose, man and oranges, and limes. Wow. Okay. I think the lactose is what's... Yeah. The wild card and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's a... Yeah. And what was the price? Ah, uh, the price was eight ninety nine for four... Well... We ended up with two tall boys, but two. it's supposed to be four tall yeah. boys. Okay. Wait, you know what? What's crazy is that we didn't each give our own ratings. <laughs> our, our, <clears throat> right. Um, our ratings that don't matter at all. Right. Oh, Brian. Wow. That's a major oversight. I mean, I, I totally it means that. nothing in the scope of things. Yeah. The, I mean, the computer has it all figured get, out. The MTS computer's going <clears throat> to explain the whole thing. So. Um, boy, where do I rate this one? Uh, I would think I'm going to go 7.6. You're going to go 7.6? Mm-hmm. I was going to go 7.7. 7. Yep. Okay. You know, uh, it's interesting. It and is. I'm, and that's why I'm like giving it a, a relatively decent rating. It's, yeah. It's weird. It's out there. You know, it's like Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah. This uh, is the Kramer beer. It's a wild card. Right. Uh, you know. I mean, uh, we only got two working cans. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, that's good. Now that mm. we've got that out of the way, we're, I'm going to. Let me go over the MTS computer and, okay. and get this all sorted out. All right. Because this is this controversy cannot stand. I mean, there's just no. We won't have it. About it. Oh man, it really does taste like there's ice cream in it or something. I, I, I agree. <laughs> something ice creamy about. It. Okay, uh, let me flum through this, uh, skim through this report here with the. Okay. Uh, Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh, you got it there? Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. So the uh, the MTS computer says confidently, okay. empirically, emphatically, okay. uh, 7.65. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's un- unbelievable. Uh, it even has facts about cows. Yeah. Like four I, stomachs. You know, yeah. Things that I would never have imagined. And I'm going to read this report in full. After the podcast, but thank you. I'll get a cigar right. and we'll just yeah, not pour right over now. the results. Not right now. <laughs> uh, but Glenn, if you go over to our friends over at beersnob.com, we, right. we like to right. do right. Yeah, yeah. We have to get some perspective. Yep. See what the you know people who just use gut and feeling mm. to rate beers. Uh, yeah, what they're kind of yeah you know brewing uh, what they have brewing as it were. Um, all right, so they have given the push pop party nitro a seven point. Four three seven, okay. seven point four three. Some, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven point four three, which is right around where we we're, we're pretty close. We're, okay. we're almost lock with them. All right. Um, so the beer snobs agree with this, which is good. Yeah, I, I just uh, 
On those rare days where we come together as a team and believe in the same ratings that we <laughs> yeah. impart, you know, yeah. that, that's a good day, you know? So I think we shouldn't... Man, they're some of these guys are really hammering it. All right. Uh, it looks good. I'll give it that. But it smells like Pledge or Lemon Pine Sol, and it tastes like Pledge or Lemon Pine Sol. I would not buy this again or recommend to anyone to even try it. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's a stunning, um, uh, <laughs> a stunning comment on the uh, <laughs> biting, cutting. Yeah, uh, it really is. All right, uh, but Glenn, we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Look, he's going based off his feelings or her, yeah. right? Her feelings. This I, isn't like an empirical, emphatical, right. unbelievably accurate. Oh, did you know that they use Rocky Mountain water? To brew this bride? No, I didn't know that. Wow. The more you know. It's true. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> move on from this. If we can. To some interesting posts from Gentleman.com okay. in the last two weeks or so. And Glenn, first up, this is a, an incredibly intriguing post to mm-hmm. Gentleman.com. Uh, and this is from our good friend Razorback. Razorback is not only on the Hall slash Wall of Fame. Yeah. He's in the like archive right. of the greatest gentleman members of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a Mount Rushmore, yeah, Razorback would be on probably it. on it. Yeah, no, not probably. There's no doubt about that. I mean, but, yeah, in the middle, would he be like the the only question would be the placement, right? That's, exactly. That's exactly. what we're talking about. So we talk anyway, Roosevelt. We talk, yeah, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So this post is called. David Gilmore's collection of guitars sells for $21.5 million. And this is a story about Mr. David Gilmore, who is, as most people should know, the guitar player for Pink Floyd. Um, He has, obviously, a large collection of guitars, and he put them up for sale on the world-famous Christie's auction site, basically. And they... Pulled in $21.5 million, which is an incredible amount for a collection of guitars. And the biggest seller, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the highest price seller, mm-hmm. was his classic Black Strat, which mm-hmm. sold for almost 400 or I'm sorry, almost $4 million. And this is incredibly intriguing for a lot of different reasons. First of all, you'd think, okay, well, David Gilmore doesn't need to get the money from this because he's world famous. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd, you know, whatever. And a, a, rock couple, days, a yeah. couple days before the auction, he announced that actually the proceeds from this whole guitar sale were going to go to charity. And mm-hmm. uh, and he did that. And he he gave the proceeds of the like the twenty million twenty one million dollar proceeds to a charity called Client Earth, which is all about trying to combat client climate change right um which however you want to you know i'm sure a lot of people out there are you know there's there's a there's a lot of differences of opinion about climate change it's a polarizing uh, it's argument, a polarizing yeah. issue but the the takeaway from this which is really cool is mm-hmm. that david gilmore found a charity that he felt was deserving mm-hmm. of this and he put his all his guitars up for auction because here's my thing i'm a guitar player mm-hmm. and it's like painful for me <laughs> to to part with uh, if you're a guitar player you you become very attached to right. your instruments yeah and for david gilmore to be able to offer up his own instruments and some of his most iconic work mm-hmm. for an auction it's uh it's pretty uh incredible to me i think it's pretty great yes i i would agree i um i was pretty surprised when i read that i mean usually people when they auction stuff up like we talked about in previous podcasts um burt reynolds burt reynolds auction yeah and it was kind of like to so he wouldn't lose his house kind of deal yeah um yep but the late great burt reynolds i should add he, yep. he passed away but uh no this is great um the uh so the 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 crown jewel of the collection was the um, 1969 Stratocaster, the Black Strat, mm-hmm. that um, sold for almost $4 million alone. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it had been featured on Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, Animals, The Wall. Um, 
that's an incredible piece of rock and roll history. Yeah, it is <clears throat> really. It makes you wonder, like artists today, everything's so fragmented. Like there's so many different, like there's so many different um, popular figures now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has their own brand, and mm-hmm. they don't rely on on record labels anymore to do yep. promotions as yeah. much as they used to. So mm-hmm. like when Pink Floyd was out you listen to Pink Floyd. Everybody listened to Pink Floyd. So they had this star Like power. iconic. Yeah. yeah right. So everybody knows The Wall. Yeah. Everybody knows, you know, Dark Side of the Moon. Um, so anyway, I just would love to go check out the collection. Um, they had it on exhibit. Yeah. I wonder what it would cost to even get in there. I... I would just want the five hundred dollar one, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I will take the tuner. His uh, yeah, <laughs> his used strings from uh, the Dark Side of the Moon sessions. Right. Whatever that was, uh, I would take the five hundred dollar one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because uh, that nineteen sixty nine Stratocaster mm-hmm. in and of itself. If you mm-hmm. took that exact guitar and it wasn't played by right. David Gilmour, right? I'm guessing that would probably be. Uh, Five thousand, six thousand, eight thousand dollar guitar. Yeah, they. Let's see here. They didn't. They don't say in the article, but they do say that like there is another nineteen sixty six solid body Strat that they sold. That es- that was an estimated ten to fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. sold for four hundred thousand dollars. So mm. I bet you're. I bet you're right. I mean, that's an older. This is yeah. what a sixty nine version. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, <clears throat> it's a beautiful guitar. I would say that, uh, you know, normally we would cheers David Gilmore for <laughs> giving to a charity by way of auctioning off his guitar collection. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially his most iconic guitar. It's right. incredible. Or what has he got left to play, Brian? I don't know. I don't is know. Just... If they, I, I, what, does he just go to Fender and say, hey, can you... Give, give me, me your best Ibanez. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, Glenn. Uh, well, anyway. All right. Well, uh... What do we got up next, Glenn? <clears throat> well, speaking of people on the Mount Rushmore of gentlemen, well, we already have. It's Razorback. Razorback yeah. posted this. Right. Um, and yet again, another gem. This one is titled, 2,624-year-old tree discovered in North Carolina swamp is one of the oldest on Earth. Now, Brian, when you think of aged uh, artifacts, you know, whether it be buildings or... Me. <laughs> or or your knees or yeah. uh, you know your hip uh, right yeah. um, you typically don't think of stuff from America because America right. is a relatively new yeah. um, country in, in, in yeah. with respect to Europe and Asia it's true so yeah. I uh, you know I always think I'm well I'm sure like in the Amazon or something like that there's gonna be an old tree no right in our uh, backyard as it were in Carolina's North Carolina's Black River um, scientists found a, a bunch of um, bald cypress they're uh the oldest known tree um type in the northern or the eastern part of north america and so apparently in north carolina's black river there's a wetland and so they found like 50 of these trees and one of them was in 2017 and one of them was um excuse me here 2624 years old and they took carbon dating sampling from the core to like Pinpoint to pinpoint time. exactly how old it is down to the year. Um, these guys from the University of Arkansas. It's just amazing to think that something twenty six hundred years old. So that's uh, six hundred BC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's amazing. So the, the scientists said that there's like hundreds of these thousand year old trees throughout the Black River Swamp, hmm. um, but they didn't think any, they'd find anything older than two thousand years, and they found one that was. Uh, 2,600 years old. So. Wow. That's incredible. So right here in uh, North Carolina, USA, yep. we have some of the oldest trees in the world, actually. I That's believe. right. I believe they said that uh, this is, as far as worldwide, mm-hmm. this is one of the oldest. Yeah. And one of the reasons is, so apparently that type of bald cypress is logged it's a heavily logged tree so oh so it's loggers go down a lot of people yeah. but they're because they're in a swamp they can't access it so nobody's tried to go in ah. and, and chop them down so yeah pretty amazing stuff yes <laughs> <laughs> all right glenn well moving on yes okay uh so we have the 
oldest tree yes. in the freaking world, mm-hmm. posted by Razorback. Right. And uh, finally, what do we have? We have Attack, posted by the... Indubitable. Yes. Incredible. Fantastic. Tragical. Oh, you're on a roll here. Zamoose. Zamoose has posted an incredible jet engine barbecue grill built by Delta Airline Techs using scrapped Pratt & Whitney parts. Mm. Now, that actually is uh, about the length of the article right there, the title. Um, but really, you should go check out the podcast notes. Yep. We'll uh, link to it. Yep. Picture's worth a thousand words, especially when it comes out of our mouths. Yeah. The one thing that I want to point out about this mm-hmm. is there's one line in this article that really stood out to me. Yeah. And that was this company sanctioned project. Right. Okay. Delta was on board. So the the entire article is encompassed in five sentences. Right. And that was in one of the five sentences. And Delta must have signed off on this project for their engineers to build this barbecue grill out of a jet engine, which I am very okay with. Yeah. I'm excited about this. And according to Reddit, a trusted news source. Of course. um, This isn't the first project that Delta signed off on. There apparently was a a grill they built uh, in 2016 that uh, called a Celebration Grill. Uh, an aircraft scale replica that can grill up to 500 burgers at one time. Wow. So that's a a big Delta. There's two things going for Delta and for me, right? Mm. One, they're big into grilling. Yeah. And two, uh, they sanction these awesome projects for their techs to work on. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, if, if you go and look at the article, um, the, it's funny because we watched the video and we're like, Oh, it's just a grill inside of an engine. Yeah. (laughs) But pretty it's much. still pretty cool. Still pretty amazing. What are you going to do? Right. I mean, you know, it's still pretty awesome. It is still awesome. And, you know, Delta, I've been intrigued by Delta because uh, I want to say that in the annual ratings of airlines, yep. they're, it's like Southwest, uh What's the one I'm not thinking of? JetBlue, Virgin? Yeah, something like that. Alaska? Uh, maybe JetBlue. And then Delta is like United. third or something like that. Yeah. And I never think to fly Delta, but maybe this is going to change my mind. Delta is awesome. They're, they're, yeah, they're really piquing my interest in a lot of different ways. They, um, yeah, I we flew Delta to London, actually. Excuse me, on the way back from London. We yeah. flew Virgin out and mm-hmm. Delta on the way back. And Delta was better than Virgin. I'd heard so many great things about Virgin, you know, airlines being the the most amazing. Yeah. Delta was better. Like really? it was it was I was impressed. Yeah. Delta's good. Yeah. And they do this. So now they and have they, my it's, business it's, yeah, it's, henceforth. Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's decided. Delta, the official gentleman airline. Uh, yeah, right. Now we just need a endorsement deal. Right. Um Delta. Come on. Give us a call. Do the right thing. All right. Uh, Glenn, let's talk about the toast this week. Okay. Um, look, we have we might have talked about this guy before. <laughs> Maybe. I think I think we probably have. In fact, I think we've probably toasted this guy. Before. His name's come up before. Um, but it doesn't matter because this deserves a unique and special tribute. Uh, and we're going to talk about Adam Savage here. Adam Savage is really well known for. Uh, his work on Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Yeah, myth, yeah, Mythbusters. Um, but he's probably that really pinholes him into one particular thing where he's you know testing different weird, crazy inventions and stuff like that. But he's actually a very talented, I guess what you'd call a maker. Right. He makes all kinds of different projects of all kinds of different materials. And Mr. Adam Savage, I'm. Um, in this case, something that one of our intrepid gentleman uh, posters posted was that he built a real life, I mean, honest to God, real life <laughs> Iron Man suit. And how this took place was that he went to the Colorado School of the Mines, which is a small, you know, university in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they said, we've got this, uh, we've got this printer that prints titanium steel <laughs> and so they said you know 
Uh, do you have anything you want to, you know, print with titanium? And do I? Of course, <laughs> uh, you don't ask somebody like Adam Savage right. what you know what you'd like to print. And so, anyway, he he decided it would be awesome to print in a full-on spec, real Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he didn't just do that. He also took it a step further and uh, took one of the most prominent. I don't know. Who, I don't know how you say this. Uh, somebody that is an expert in making uh, Iron Man suits. sort of like jetpack <laughs> flying. The this Rocketeer. Guy, basically, he's the Rocketeer. Okay. Uh, <coughs> these are jet propulsion systems that you attach onto your arms and your backpack, and then you can fly. And so they consulted with this firm, took this Iron Man suit that they had printed from... The Colorado School of the Mines, and they snapped them together, and then all of a sudden they had a full-on real Iron Man situation going on here. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Adam Savage tried to tried to do the uh, flying himself, but he could not do it, so he had to take had to right. have the guy from the Rocketeer, the Rocketeer, yeah. actually do it. But um, I want to say the vision and the I, I just I, I love this guy's passion for. You know, when somebody says like, "What? What can you? If you, if there's something you wanted to print out of titanium, what would it right. be?" It's not like, "Well, like I need a new uh, uh, steak knife." Right. It's like, uh, "What about doing this Iron Man suit right. thing?" That's a, that's an exact. I'm just spitballing. Here. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what about this? Uh, so he's got grand vision. Right. And then he brings those things to reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he and Colin Furs. Yeah. Like. Yes, yeah. Whenever uh, yeah. something that they do seems to pop up on the internet, it's always something amazing. Um, yeah, anybody who can actually make a flying suit yeah. out of titanium, by the way, yeah. which is... Bulletproof, <laughs> right. also. Right, yeah. It's also bulletproof. Did they test it in the video? Yes. Okay, there you go. They shot a bullet at the thing. And at Adam Savage. basically bounced out, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it can. it's real. Tony Stark yeah. uh, had a 3D printer. He Adam Savage says, if Tony Stark was a real guy, then this is what he would build the Iron Man suit with. There you go. So, well, we have to toast that. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn. Well, uh, Mr. Adam Savage, uh, well-deserved toast to you, sir, for your intrepid uh, experiences in delving into Iron Man suit technologies. <laughs> Cheers. Oh man. All right, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the. Topic. And this week, Glenn, um, there's a, there's a news story out there that I picked up on. Yeah. Which is something I do often. Right. Because I'm such a, you know, man of the world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I nothing really gets by my purview. Yes. You know? Yes. And this is one of those things. And it's the, the article's entitled... Burger King is now selling $1 tacos nationwide, and here's why. And I can tell you here's why. <laughs> um, it's basically a market, marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, Burger King tacos, I'm intrigued. You right. know? How do you cross that divide? Mm-hmm. How do you get across mm-hmm. that ocean? Mm-hmm. How do they reconcile this with their Whopper-loving customers? Well, obviously, Brian, I'm for this. Right. I'm I'm I pro would, business. I'm yep. pro yes. um, yeah. you know, right. entrepreneurship. Right. Um, and I'm pro innovation. And that's what right. Burger King. They looked around and they said, "You know what? These taco guys, we have everything. Right. We have right. the meat. Yep. We have the lettuce. We got yep. the tomatoes. Yep. Uh, All the makings. Probably the cheese. We just need some taco shells. Right. Just need to like shred the cheese a little bit. I mean, look, Brian. There's a hamburger pizza. Wow, so that's pretty deep. Yeah. So why can't there be why can't there be a world where yeah where these things exist where Burger King sells tacos? I think this is a bold move, and I think it's going to pay off in in spades for Burger King. Now I haven't eaten a Burger King in about fifteen years, <laughs> um, and I don't think this will entice me to come back. But 
Uh, I will say this. I think it's a, a, a good... A bold move. A bold move. A bold move. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm on board with this. I understand. I understand. Uh, dollar um, tacos. Yeah. Let me... Okay. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, these, these fast food companies, they tend to just latch on to these fads and, you know, do whatever just to get, it, just to get a check, you know? Mm. Like every two weeks. Let's just, you know... The Taco Bell. Let's right. make fries. Right. You know, with nacho sauce. With nacho sauce. Sounds which delicious. Which apparently are really bad. <laughs> which are just apparently terrible. Um, and you know, Burger King, Taco mm-hmm. Tacos. Hey, let's make tacos now. Let me let me step back. Okay. To two thousand five. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Two thousand five. The last time I had a Burger King. I yes. The last time we had Burger King. Uh, two thousand five. They actually had tacos at Burger King. At my local, I think it was a, a regional test. Really? For tacos. And so I've actually, you know, I have to say with experience, <laughs> I have tasted Burger King tacos in the past. Wow, they really slow played this one. They, <laughs> they've done on a data. hell of amount of research on this situation. This one guy, this Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Really 15 years ago. <laughs> really on board um, with this. So I've had Burger King tacos. Okay. And let me tell you. They weren't bad. I, if you can, if you, look, I, there are two kinds of people. Some people like Taco Bell and some people don't. Right. I like Taco Bell. Right. Right. And these Burger King tacos were, you know, a competitor, Uh, I I would see, to Taco Bell. You know, I would see. So, look, my point is that Mm. if, if, Mm. this is a big if. If these tacos live up to that 2005 version <laughs> Nirvana of the experience t- taco, then I could be on board with it. But I, I'm sus- suspecting that they won't. Uh, so I, I don't. I don't think that's a good uh, good plan. You know, I think Burger King should stick to the basics. Mm. You know, like let's look at McDonald's. McDonald's is entire do any like crazy menu options they have their staples and they stick to it i mean mcrib was standing uh and the mclovin and the mclovin which is off a menu right now uh, it's got to be a secret menu or something yeah. yeah we're working on it um but they they have you know 12 things on the menu yep and that's what they stick to and they don't need any crazy wacky like oh we're gonna you know, make a pizza now. Well, maybe in other countries. Uh, sometimes they do that in right. other countries. But my point is, they don't need any crazy menu <laughs> stunts. Burger King's also done things with hot dogs. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a little stretch in the map. <laughs> I don't know about that. Man. I mean, hot dogs. So why, is it, that, why is it okay <laughs> for the tacos and not okay for the hot dogs? I don't know. Anything that you can just pull out of like the lunch meat aisle and like slap on a bun. Plus, I think it's just I know what's in the hot dog. I mean, no, I don't know what's in the hot dog. I know less of what's in the hot dog than I do. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's in the taco either. I, I mean... At the end of the day, well, uh, but I get what you're saying. I really do. I get what you're saying. We don't know what's in the hot dog. We don't know what's in the burger. We don't know. We don't know what's in any of it anymore. We don't know what's in any of this stuff. Just tube meat is just, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, burger King hot dog. Burger King has such a stigma in my mind anyway. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to... I can a hot dog what with a lineup. What Burger King? What happened with it? You know, I'm still a fan of McDonald's, but some, somewhere along the way, for, for me, all right, I used to live like 200 yards from a Burger King, and all I smelled all the time was like weird smells. It does it's smoky, it but also something else. Like it's not it like you had your grill open weird, and we're yeah, yeah flipping burgers on your patio. Yeah. It's like smoke. <laughs> And Plus something. something. Plus yeah. tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. When I lived near one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. It's weird because independently. Yep. I mean, you had your experience with Burger King, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I never lived 
just down the street from Brewery King. But I stopped going there. Like yeah. I, 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 back when I was in high school, I went there fairly mm-hmm. regularly. And now, not so, I, I've been there like once in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not exactly sure why, though. You know? I think McDonald's just crowding everybody out. I think they're just, I don't know, for me anyway. You know what place I was thinking of the other day, though, that I used to love eating at, and it's no, no longer in town, Hardee's. I used to oh love Hardee's. Oh, my God. Hardee's is amazing. It is. I, Carl's I Jr. Hardee's. Yep. Yeah. Hardee's, man. I miss it though. Like that was that was a good that was a good burger. It's a good burger. They had like a cinnamon raisin. Uh, oh yeah. The uh, morning. Yes. Yeah, the the morning biscuit. Yeah. Thing. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even like raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I like yearn for those things. They're so good. Hardee's was the best, man. <sighs> Hardee's was incredible. It was like a real treat to go to Hardee's. Every time, oh man! All right, now we're getting tall grass. But I still have a set of California raisins. Um, yeah, Hardee's Happy Meals. I have like six of them. That there was also this thing where Hardee's had like um, collector's glasses. Yeah, that you would get was like Star Wars or something. Like they'd have like you know oh, uh, Star nice. Wars collector glasses from you know you whatever buy a large drink and you get a collector's glass of something. Um. In addition to their delicious, uh, right. my my thing was the Frisco burger. Yes, this was a we toasted are sourdough. <laughs> this toasted sourdough oh. sandwich burger, and uh, mushrooms, Swiss. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some fries on the side. That was they, they did curly fries, right? Or were they like? I think you could go either way. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think you could go either way. Well, wow. uh, I always got regular fries, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. The Frisco Burger was a um, a staple. About uh, one thirty in the morning <laughs> on a Friday night, right? Uh, that was that was a uh, something I went to. It was hallowed ground right there, <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know how we ended up from <laughs> Burger King to Hardee's, but um, well, here's a <clears throat> here's the deal. Like what? Why does why does Burger King around to be able to try this and yeah. Hardee's isn't? I guess Hardee's is. I think Hardee's, it's more regional. Hardee's is still around <clears throat> in a different form. They are Hardee's plus Carl's Jr. Yep. And we just don't get them around yep. here in Kansas. Yep. Yep. But I think in the South and in I know definitely yeah definitely in the South and then in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Southwest region, I think they're they're lucky enough to be able to still encompass uh, some Hardee's. Wow! But I'll tell you what: to this day, if I still find a way to see a Hardee's, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there and uh, partake. Okay. And I don't know what that means for uh, the future of Burger King tacos. <laughs> <coughs> Probably nothing. <clears throat> Probably nothing. Um, Hmm. But I'm glad we could come together on the. Right. Uh, I know you're for them. I'm against right, them. Right, but right, right, uh, right. I'm glad we were, we were able to come together on the Hardy situation. It's just um, it's just a shame. Yeah, it really is. I feel like when we grew up, there was a golden era. Yeah. Of uh, of fast food, uh-huh. and now it's like a race to the bottom. I mean, Burger King hot dogs. This is. Burger King hot dogs is pretty rough. I like hot dogs. I Me too. Lo- I like I, hot dogs. I, yeah, I don't I, know I, why I do, but I yeah. like them. <laughs> and a good hot dog is like, there's something magical about it. <laughs> yeah, but the the Burger King ones, <laughs> no, I'm not no. I'm not thinking there's going to be a lot of magic there. Well, there is, but it's just not the kind you want. They're like two for a dollar or something <laughs> oh. at Burger King. <laughs> Burger King went off the rails. They, they, they got by, bought by some uh, financial firm. Really? Yeah. It's some conglomerate that owns Burger King. And, <laughs> and now they're just like off in no man's land. I don't even know what they're doing here. Uh... But they must have gone to the vaults and found that there was some research on tacos and gotten into it. Oh, the rule of Kansas. Hold on. Yeah. What do we have here? Uh, Mr. McKinney was <laughs> highly into these. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, um, so that settles that. Mm. You're for the tacos. I'm anti-tacos. But we can agree that ta- that Hardee's is uh, unbelievable. 
totally underrated. Totally underrated. A great organization and something we both enjoy. It needs to come back to Lawrence. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, uh, so in related uh, news to this, mm. uh, the question from the gentleman mailbag, mm-hmm. the final segment of the gentleman podcast, um, and that is, so we talked about tacos at Burger King, which mm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy talk. If you had to pick a menu item that would be unbelievable at your favorite fast food restaurant, what would it be? What would you want your favorite fast food restaurant to start carrying uh, just for you? All right. Just for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it'd be interesting if McDonald's had a burrito. <laughs> not like a breakfast burrito. I'm talking like, like a, a full-on, like, not quite Chipotle. They, they don't need to try to pull off the Chipotle. Yeah. They just need to make like a McDonald's burrito. Go nuts. Maybe you throw some French, fr- French fries in there. You know, the California burrito has French fries. Yes, in it. Yeah. yes. So I'm just saying. I'm, you know, this is. I, I'm surprisingly intrigued by this. <laughs> I. You were expecting I think the you're worst. something. No, I, I. Not that I think that you would come up with some lame brain crazy idea. Right. And I've never done that. No, but this is, this is actually. I think there might be some teeth to this. Just get a tortilla. Tortilla? Fries. Yep. Uh, then you just need some hamburger, hamburgerish kind of situation. Cheese, sour uh, cream. Yeah. Maybe some lettuce. Yeah. yeah. Roughage. Because tomatoes. They, yeah, the, the California burrito uh, just has yeah, it just has fries and like and steak. Oh and, man, that would be great too. Yeah, though I don't they, trust McDonald's steak. Well, but <laughs> you know they have steak for a couple different things. I think. Yeah, do they? Something? I don't know. Okay. I think they might Probably. Have, but if not, burger's fine. Yeah. Um, I think they got it locked down. They have all the ingredients. I think it could be something. Man. Uh, I think you're onto something there. I think we need to pitch this to I think the Gentleman Burrito. In another life, I think I would have been great at like R&D for, for a fast food chain. Well, first we got to get the uh, <laughs> McLovin back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, this is a rose by any other name. This is creating a hole in Glenn's life that we oh, need to rectify. Just to just to clear everyone up here, if you haven't listened to all 159 uh, 59 episodes of the mm-hmm. Digital Podcast, uh, it's been brought up uh, a few times in the past that um, I would say two, maybe two, three years ago, the McDonald's in our area started serving this mystery burger around Valentine's Day, <laughs> and like. Jalapenos, um, like white cheddar. White cheddar, yes. Yeah. White cheddar. Oh, oh, they were like fried jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was some weird dressing, and it didn't sound very good. But I got one on a on a lark one time, and damn it, if I didn't have the thing down, I, there might have been bacon on it too. I mean, it was just. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a very I'm, I'm, important moment in Glenn's life. <laughs> it's like and it, birth of my children, yeah. uh, you know, marriage, wedding day, and McLovin. McLovin, yeah, uh, and then McLovin <laughs> is no no longer around. Right, so That's a damn yeah. shame. I mean, I'm still married, yeah, but uh, yeah. don't have the McLovin. So yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that came out. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. All right, Brian. What about you? What? What? Yeah, it's a great question. Hybrid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of things to think about mm, here. You mm. know, I mean, we're talking about Burger King mm-hmm. making tacos. I mean, mm-hmm. dogs and cats living together. I mean, it's it's a crazy world out there. You know. Um, so my favorite my favorite fast food restaurant is uh, Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Like that's I love pizza. Pizza Hut's my favorite fast food restaurant. So, you know, I would think it's high time for a Pizza Hut burger. You know what I mean? Oh, They've got the oven. Okay. You know, they have the ability to run things through it, much like Burger King does. I think think it's time for a Pizza Hut hamburger. So would you use actual hamburger, or would you... 
<clears throat> or would you use like it's some other be, meat? It's got to be a patty. Okay, you know, it's got to okay. be a patty. So they're gonna have to special make mm. a patty to run through their pizza ovens. Uh, but they could do they could do some interesting things there. You know, they could flame broil the the burger, much like Burger King. So you can get uh, get that situation. Mm. Uh, I think they they actually already offer potato. Not fries, but like potato wedges or something. Yeah, I've had those before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're great, right? Right, they're fantastic. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> Two thumbs way up. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Pizza Hut Burger. I mean, I had to go with my favorite fast right. food chain, which would be Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I had to pick, if there was one Desert Island pizza chain, or yep. Desert Island fast food chain, <laughs> it would be Pizza Hut. Why is there only one? Why is there a fast food but, chain here? If there's only one right i've got to go with you know and you could do you're right you could do a lot of interesting things like for the crust you could use pizza dough yep i mean for the they bun bun yeah that's what dough. right like crust basically pizza burger right pizza burger i like yeah. it uh that could be very interesting mm-hmm. you know i feel like, oh well, yes yeah. this, this is you know this is a really valuable session to anybody that runs a fast food restaurant i feel just like giving it away I'll, yeah i know we're, we're just giving away these great ideas you got the California burrito for uh, McDonald's. I've got the, uh, the Kansas uh, burger from <laughs> yeah uh, for Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut started in uh, Wichita, Kansas. That's right? right. Yeah, just down the road, a stone yeah. throw away. So there you go. I seventy. Anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, so that's what I'd go with. Uh, okay, these are solid ideas. I I'm a hundred percent bullish on these. I'm dead serious. If Pizza Hut said, "Hey, we now offer a hamburger." I would go out right now and get one. Yeah, and I and I think I would do the if same. If McDonald's with- had a burrito, there's no doubt I would be there this second, waiting in line to get it. Yeah, California burrito from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it would, would be incredible. All maybe right. get some of those jalapenos on there. <laughs> maybe the a little white cheddar. Oh man, <laughs> no stopping them. Okay, Glenn. Well, now that that's settled, okay, we got all, we got all that figured out. Um, that was a uh, that was an important session, and I'm sure that they'll uh, take that seriously when they do their R and D as well. They should uh, as well. They should. Um, that's the end of episode number one sixty of the wow. Gentleman Podcast, and uh, that was an exciting and fun episode. And I can't wait for ep- episode one sixty one in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Ish. 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 If we're if we're in the we're same zip code, uh, if we're not going to uh, find a Hardee's, right around the road trip, yeah, I feel like that. we could probably do a, a road show. Yeah, if we you know probably drive hundred miles, find a Hardee's. Sure. Um, anyway, Glenn. Hmm. Thanks everybody for listening to episode one sixty. We'll be back in a couple weeks for episode one sixty one. Good night. Adios.